An American political activist, the inventor of the Underground Railroad, and a slave who's been through hell and back. The name is Harriet Tubman. On this Juneteenth, the day that commemorates the end of slavery in the U.S., we end with Chip Reed's story of an American hero. Join us on today's episode as we speak on the remarkable acts this extraordinary woman did, especially when it came to the freedom of captured slaves. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Kick-Ass Woman of Color. My name is Heidi and I am a student at Abbey Lawrence Academy in Lawrence Emmett. Today we'll be talking about Harriet Tubman. Before we begin, I'd like to provide a trigger warning that today's episode will include discussions of physical violence and slavery. Many of us have heard the name of this remarkable person named Harriet Tubman, but most of us are surrounded by what was given to us in history classes rather than to search for the full truth on our own. Yeah, we know her as Harriet Tubman, but not as who she really was, which is Amarita Ross. Amarita Ross' birthday is unknown but believed to be around the 1820s in Dorchester County, Maryland, U.S. in a plantation. When it comes to Tubman's family, Tubman's father was freed in 1840. Her mother had a different form of manumission term slavery, and she was supposed to be freed by the age of 45. That didn't happen, and Tubman's father bought his wife's freedom in 1855. Tubman was born when Maryland was not a free state. In other words, she was born at horrific times of slavery with physical abuse. We have failed to notice that violence was a part of her daily life for Tubman and her family. The violence she suffered early in life caused permanent physical injuries. Tubman was beaten and whipped by various masters as a child. Early in life, she suffered a traumatic head wound when an irate overseer threw a heavy metal weight intending to hit another enslaved person but hit her instead she was hit in the head with a two pound weight which caused her narcolepsy she dealt with her narcolepsy and tried to stay away from slave patrols paddy rollers and slave catchers when it comes to a day in the life of tumman she would get up really early and be the cook for the plantation's big house Harriet Tubman first met John Tubman in the early 1840s on a plantation in Dorchester County, Maryland. John Tubman was a freeborn black man who became Harriet's first husband at the age of 25. Harriet Tubman had been married to John Tubman for five years when she'd escaped slavery in 1849. She came back for him, but he had already found another woman. On top of everything, she carried the scars for the rest of her life. Tubman had even endured seizures, severe headaches, and narcoleptic episodes for the rest of her life. Tubman herself used the Underground Railroad to escape slavery. In September 1849, she was fearful that her owner was trying to sell her. She had once tried to escape with her brothers, but they didn't make it far until they decided to go back. After Tubman was free from running away, she ended up going back secretly and helping others use the same, same railroad she used to get her freedom. She was the first lady to lead a combat assault. She had even cured dysentery. When dysentery hit the camps, according to some accounts, Tubman treated her patients with a bitter brew of boiled roots and herbs based on folk remedies she had learned in her native Maryland. Because Tubman could not read or write, much of her Civil War work was described by others in the form of commendations. An abolitionist is a person who favors the abolition or 
of a practice or institution, especially befriended other abolitionists such as Frederick Douglass, Thomas Garrett, and Martha Coffin Ray, and established her own underground railroad network around the 1850s and 1860s. Tumman made 19 trips from the south to the north. Tumman's code name was Moses, as she was known as the Moses of her people, because she helped others gain their freedom as a conductor of the Underground Railroad. Slave catchers knew Harriet Tubman was illiterate, so she escaped captures by pretending to read a book. She never lost a slave. Tubman also often drugged babies and young children to prevent slave catchers from hearing their cries. She led more than 300 enslaved people to freedom through the... Tubman also served as a scout, spy, guerrilla soldier, and nurse for the Union army during the civil war when the emancipation proclamation went into effect tubman had been in south carolina as a volunteer in the union army harriet tubman's greatest achievement was her freeing 800 slaves during the combahi river raid she led a spy team and provided intelligence before and during the raid and she helped the slaves behind the lines her previous experience leading slaves along the underground railroad was especially helpful to her roles within the Union Army because she knew the land well. She even recruited a group of former slaves to hunt for rebel camps and report on the movement on the Confederate troops. After the war, Tubman raised funds to aid freedmen, joined Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony in their quest for women's suffrage, cared for her aging parents, and worked with white writer Sarah Bradford on her biography as a potential source of income. Harriet's achievements came to a pause when she died on March 10, 1913, in Auburn, New York. Harriet Tubman received no awards during her lifetime, but after her death, she received multiple honors, including two proposed namesake national parks, a Maryland state park, and a state park set on land where she once worked as a slave. Among them, homage to Harriet, a contemporary art exhibit at Baltimore Reginald. I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more. If only they knew they were slaves. Harriet Tubman. At this time, I would like to take a moment to mention the sources I used for my research today. I'd like to thank Bibliography.com for being a reliable source, Wikipedia and History.com for educational purposes, and the Washington Post and National Women's History Museum for all their intelligent ideas that made this podcast the best it could be. A complete bibliography can be found in the notes section of this episode. You can also find a section of images on my Instagram page, KWOCPOD. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check out our Instagram and Twitter for additional visual multimedia content about kick-ass women of color. Our handle for both is K-W-O-C-P-O-D. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and help spread the word so we can reach even more listeners and bring attention to some truly kick-ass women of color. Goodbye.